Finding life pretty dull. Dreaming again of exotic places. Wishing you were somewhere else. We offer you escape. Designed to free you from the four walls of today for a half hour of high adventure. Escape with us now to the year 100,080 and a world where beauty and terror live side by side as H.G. Wells describes it in his immortal story, The Time Machine. Yes, my friend, a time machine. This thing? This very thing. This compassion, this framework made of quartz and bronze and ivory, with its levers and its dials and its seat in the middle. This is the result of three years' hard work. I promise you, follow that on this machine a man can go wherever he likes in time. By working these levers, a man can choose his century, his year, his very day. Oh, really, old man. Time is only a kind of space. If we can move about in all the other dimensions of space, why not in time, too? It is impossible. Out of the question. Well, what are the journeys I've already taken on this little contraption? I'm afraid you've been having a bad dream. You mean I've developed into a liar? Very well. You shall have proof, my friend. Well, let's climb on, Carlos. Sit in the seat beside me, place these ivory dials, and I'll take you for a little spin. Well, you, you mean right now? Right now. Or just, um, in case this thing should take off like the flying red horse, are there any, uh... Any preparations? Uh, no, Carlos, no. You won't be luggage on this trip, not even a toothbrush. You'll be back here in my laboratory in less than a minute. Across the sky, beating swiftly across it every second, and every second marking a day. I 
climb on the moon, spinning through her quarters like a ball, a musical, all in the twinkling of an eye. Trees grew and blossomed like puffs of smoke, and then passed away. All the while we were going past. Now our pace is here a second, but a second by second the white snow flashed across the world, and was followed by the bright streak flicked. And still he went on, into the future. On his heels, Father, very weak. Let's stay. 
Maybe we should enjoy spending a few days with our little friends. The little people led us home into their valley. They lived in colossal buildings, sleeping all together in one huge hall, eating in another, playing, frolicking together in the sunshine. And we lived with them for days in utter contentment. One afternoon, Dudley and I walked along the banks of the great city. Little people all wear the same clothes, the same soft, hairless skin, the same feminine roundness of limbs. Yes. I wonder if it's because they're vegetarians. They're vegetarians because they have to be. You haven't run across any horses or dogs, cattle of any kind, have you? No, not that you mention it. With good reason. All extinct by now. This is the dinosaurs with us. Dudley, there's something strange here. Something hidden away in silence. Here in the year 100,080. Felt the same way. I've taken the precaution of removing the control levers of the time machine, putting a master padlock on the main switches. Oh. Not much fancy the idea of someone riding away with it into another century and leaving us here for the rest of our lives. Uh, Dudley, do you know where we are? Well, yes, this is where we landed. I thought so. Well, I wasn't sure. But what did you ask? What happened to the machine? Huh? But it, they've taken it away. They've stolen it. This is where it was. It's right here. Look. Follow the track. Here where they drag it. Over here. Come along. Down this path. Look. Right there. The monument. And the little brass doors in the base. Oh, oh they're locked. The machine. It must be in there. Inside. We must get it. Break that Red Skelton and Amos and Andy bring to CBS on Sunday nights are doubled, tripled, and quadrupled because of the friends, relatives, and strange acquaintances they bring with them. Hardly a Sunday night goes by, but you meet Shorty, the Kingfish, Sapphire, and a whole host of Amos and Andy funny friends. Red Skelton generously gives time to Willie, Clam, and the rest of his laugh-provoking pals. You're invited to meet them all again tonight on most of these same stations when Red Skelton and his gang and Amos and Andy and their friends Back the house with mirth at CBS, the star's address. And now we return you to Escape. We were caught in the year 100,018. The time machine was gone. The brass doors of the monument held. Our retreat was cut off. The thin line by which we could make our way back home, back to our own time and our own people, back to 1950. We had no way of communicating with the little people, of asking what they had done with the machine or, or how to get it back. There was nothing hostile in their attitude. They were more like simple, wandering children. Only one, the young woman, Weena, who was likely had saved on our first day, had become really friendly. She went with us wherever we walked, brought us presents of garlands, flowers left near us at night in the hall, and we in turn had to offer a few words of English. 
Now, we redouble our efforts, like men racing against the clock, so that we might speak to her and discover the secret of our immense loss. We were talking to her one night after the other this morning. No, not me, Sandy. No. How can you be so sure your people can steal the machine? Are there any thieves among them? Are they all perfect? That's so loud. Nothing. Oh. Wait, and she doesn't understand. He must be sleeping somewhere in his hall. We are. They take machines. No, Dudley. No. Who then? Who? I. We. We are our friends. Yes. We must have machines. Yes, Dudley. Yes. Who took machines? Other people, not yours. Other. Um, what about those doors, we now? Uh, doors open. No, no. We now. Machine in in there must open. No, no, not open. Oh, all right. Go to sleep, get to work. To become a scholar. Are we caught here in this century? We spend our lives with the little people in their secrets. We'll go back to the monument tomorrow. We'll find a way of breaking in. Good night, Dudley. Dudley. Yes. Did you just... There it was again. What? Something. On my face. What? Cold. Still to the touch. On my face and my hair. Cold. Yes! Dudley! You're right. There's something in here with us. Smells of the grave. We went quickly through the hall and outside, away from the frantic rustling of the little people. The moon was full, just overhead, and it was close to dark. There was a faint sound speeding close behind us, and we turned. Our nerves ragged, our muscles tensed. But there was only Weena, coming swiftly to join us. Daddy, I'm afraid. And there is What do you mean, Weena? Dark? What? What? Why should they be afraid of the night, doesn't they? It's not the night alone. Dark place, that's our cube. Perhaps it's something underground. It was another day. We had wandered into a lovely wooded place about a mile from the community. And suddenly Weena screamed. We stopped short. A pair of glaring eyes were fixed upon us. As we stood there, petrified, the thing, a little ape-like figure, rushed across our path and disappeared in a clearing about 30 yards away. What was it? I couldn't see it to her. It seemed to be a dull white with white hair on its head and down its back. It looked like a small ape. It was running on all fours over this one self very well. Weena, Weena, what was it? Weena. Who are the Morlocks? What are they? Weena, tell me. No. No. Let's go over there and see where it disappeared. Come along, Father. In the clearing, we found a round, well-like opening. Dudley and I leaned over and looked down a deep shaft. A small white creature was retreating down a ladder in the well. Like a human spider, its large, bright eyes watching me as it went swiftly down. Then it disappeared in the shaft. Paula, did you see it? Like an ape, yes, but also like a man. So there are two species of men in this world. Yes. 
the little people above the ground and this obscene thing, this bleached monster below. That white look common to animals that live in the dark. Like huge rats. Worms that are cold to the touch. I know, because they've touched me. Marla, you can feel the air being sucked down into this shaft. Yes. The earth must be tunneled enormously here under our feet. These monsters must live in the tunnels. I think we know now who stole our time machine. Yes. Then, then we'll go down and have a look. No, no, let go. Why let not, go. Rina? Morlock, you'll never come back. We must have our machine, my dear. You wait for us here. No, no. And so we went down. Our heels ringing on the small metallic bars that were meant for creatures so much smaller than us. Down we climbed. Down. Down. Ever in darkness. Down into the center of the earth, into the core of the world. How much longer? Oh, no, we reach bottom. Can't be much, brother. You hear that? Like machinery. We're almost there. Uh, Thank heaven for that. All right, I'm on the bottom. Come along, just two more steps. Now, give me a hand, Carl. Uh, good. 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 Wait here. In the land of the Morlocks. You have a match? Uh, yes, 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 here. There'll be a large vaulted cavern at the end of this passage. Uh, what do you uh, suppose they'll do if they catch us? I've no idea. Let us take care not to be caught. Another match. This is that popping line. Probably they're ventilating system, pumping the air down. Must be thousands upon thousands of these more lots living up here. We haven't seen any yet, except for our friend who came down ahead of us. Why, why do you suppose they want our time machine? I think they want it us, not the machine. And we've come to them. We must have only chance. Carla, if that noise does come from air pumps, yeah. why is it so stuffy here, so oppressive? Dudley. That smell. Blood. Light another match. <clears throat> Dudley. Look. Straight ahead. On the white metal table. Of the 20th century shall come to. Dudley, what is it? Has our hands? 
The warlock turned in fear, blinded by the bear. Some of them plundered into the middle of the raging flames, and the rest faded away like a fox. But we had that narrow passageway for our retreat, and we fled down a long corridor of deeping flames and blistering heat. We fled to safety for the community of the little people. As we ran, we passed a huge monument with a great bronze door that were locked tight in our time machine. And suddenly, in the glare of the distant fires, we saw something that stopped us short. They opened! All of the doors are open! No! No, I'm not going in. Let me... No! It's a trap. There, they're waiting for us inside. Waiting or not, we're going in. No. It's too It'll take me one minute to throw the letters on again, then I touch them and we're away. All right, I'll try to give you your one. Good boy. No, no, go. No, please, no. No, you, you, my dear, you hold tight around my neck. You're coming home without me, all right? All right, let's go. Squirting, I'm not the machine they have at Harvey. I don't see them. Let's come on now, quickly. The door's nothing. Uh, the clothes get in the seat. I'll be ready in a moment. I waited for the hum that would signal a departure. There in the darkness, the Morlocks were suddenly upon us. Cold, persistent fingers swarmed over my body, tugging at me, pushing me away from the machine. I held tight to Wiener, the man holding fast to life, tried to pick them away from my feet. Hurry, don't be hurry!
power to freedom. Yeah.